0: I'm Laura Engel, Fox News Radio, and we are spending a few moments with Robert O'Neill in studio with us here today. Hello. Thank you, Laura, for having me. And you know, you're kind of you're kind of famous uh, f- for some very important reasons. You're here today to talk about your book, but of course, you are. The man who fired the shots that killed Osama bin Laden. Yes. Navy SEAL. And, of course, that is uh, part of the name of the book, The Operator. The
1: Operator, a yes. Beautiful it's, it's a beautiful uh, cover The book. title means the story of the life of the operator. There's a lot of operators out there, every branch of service, and uh, I was one of them fortunate to be picked for a lot of the high-profile teams, very, very good teams that did very, very important stuff, and just it was the biggest honor I can imagine.
0: So SEAL Team 6...
1: Well, um, I'm not allowed to say which team. We we did put this uh, through the Pentagon, and we yes. got it vetted, and they frowned on several different numbers, so I won't get into so, some numbers. Seal
0: Team Six is what we hear a lot about. We hear it in the movies, we hear it in the news. You know, you hear yeah. um, that a lot. So it's good that you you know that they gave you that direction and that you clarify that. The, for Pen- us. the Pentagon
1: was very good to me because uh, this is the first book about the Bin Laden raid. By an operator that was cleared by the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. And they were very, they were very good to me. And uh, so I'm going to respect their wishes now.
0: So we go back a few years to you starting to talk about this Mm -hmm. um, because you gave, I believe, the first interview to Fox News. To Fox
1: News, yes. Mm -hmm. And
0: I remember watching, I remember hearing that we were going to find out who. The operator Mm -hmm. was who Mm -hmm. the gunman was Mm -hmm. you know and it was so exciting to finally meet you through television and radio and to to get to know you that way and here we get an opportunity to sit and talk with you about that um, so it's been a couple of years since you've had yes. this story out. Uh, and when did you start writing this book? And it's more than just that mission that you write oh, about. Oh, yeah,
1: it is. That that, that mission is going to be chapter 22, maybe 23, because okay. it's we did so much stuff even before 9-11 as a group that I was so fortunate to be a part of. And a lot of the stories are even more interesting than the Bin Laden story. You know, we were we were doing stuff in the Persian Gulf. Well, my team took down a Russian tanker uh, that was smuggling Iraqi oil um, you know, it right before the, you know, 2000. So, you know, the story's in there. And it's good, but it, it, this is just, this is more of a, it's a, it's a journey through the one, one example of life at an operator, um, that, you know, from Butte, Montana, not knowing how to swim and then becoming a Navy SEAL and being on some heard of the I that about yeah, you. How is that
0: possible?
1: Um, I just learned it was, it was, I went to the, <laughs> I went to the pool after, after signing. So I'm committed and I can't swim. And I ran. Wait, th-
0: when did you learn to swim? how old?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I could keep myself alive, right. but I never, no one taught me how to do the backstroke, the breaststroke, the right. side. No one you really didn't did. do the YMCA thing? No, 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 I didn't. And um, I went to the pool at the college where I was actually playing basketball. I ran into a friend who was a, that I went to high school with who was going to go swim at Notre Dame. And he said, "What are you? it's great to see you, but I've never seen you here. What's going on? I said, I just joined the Navy. I'm going to be a SEAL. And he said, oh, not like that. You're <laughs> not. Get back in the pool. Wow. So he worked with me and showed me the strokes I would need to hopefully survive the test they would give me in SEAL training. And it, it helped a lot, but I was so by no means. So what's the test? Uh, the test to get into SEAL training is not that difficult. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a run of a swim, pull-ups, push-ups, and um, sit-ups. And the swim is the first thing you do. It's a, it's 500 yards, breaststroke or side stroke, which it's not that much, and especially considering what they're going to put you through. that right. That's the past part of a test that might get you to SEAL training. I see. Then in SEAL training, the longest swim we did was an ocean swim. We actually did it, it's in the book. We're one of the few classes to do the 5.5 nautical mile ocean swim. In twice in four days.
0: Wow! You only do
1: it once in seal training, but because the instructors they they pulled some funny pranks on us, not all of us finished. They uh, we came like we did it. I think on a Thursday or Friday, came into class on on Monday, and they said, "Hey, we're not doing class. Get your fins." Since everyone didn't finish, we're all doing it again. And buds, the the seal train instructors are really really mean. But this was so mean, I was like, that that's got to be a joke. There's no (laughs) way we're doing that again. And. Funny things happened with us trying to sneak Snickers bars in our wetsuits and all that stuff. And it's a, that's, you know, that's one test. But I did learn how to swim the hard way and it, it paid off.
0: So, how long does it take somebody to become a SEAL team
1: member? Um, you need to get into SEAL training, which is in Coronado, California. And it's, um, 26 weeks of the initial training. Once you finish that, when I went through, it was another 13 weeks of tactical training. And then it's about uh, six months of a probationary period full of tests. And then you get the insignia for Naval Special Warfare, which is the Trident. Then you get into a group that we called platoons at the time. They still do it, I believe. That platoon trains for about a year, year and a half together. Then they'll send you overseas. So two, two and a half years uh, after you enlist, you might be overseas as a SEAL. But it's a lot of training, a lot of shooting, a lot of diving.
0: I guess, you know, I guess I always thought that to be a Navy SEAL, you had to do years, maybe not decades, but years and years of something else first.
1: No, some people do. Uh, like some, undergrad. Some people do. They do join the navy and have jobs on a ship, jobs on a sub, uh air, air crew something like that. But a lot of guys now are going into the navy to be seals and the the navy's actually getting smarter about it. They're they're doing the contracts right. They're kind of pipelining the guys in there, which is a good and bad thing. They get them ready for it, but they might also get the they might Start to think they're special before they're special, right? Because <laughs> if everyone's special, no one's special.
0: And I want to get to all these great tales that you have told in this book. But just uh, my last question on becoming a Navy SEAL is, um, you know, what for people who don't know how? What is your definition of a Navy SEAL? Tell me what it means.
1: Uh, it just it's it's an example of someone who won't quit. Who's gonna he's going to keep going until it kills him. Uh, someone that knows how to work as a team and someone that's very very loyal. Um, mission, success, um, positivity, you know, they they they, they will find a way to get it done. It might not be the way we planned, but it's going to get done. Uh, and, if, and hu- humility, they're. Great people
0: And did I read You've you've completed over 400 missions Yes How long does something like that well, take? Well,
1: I was in the Navy For just under 17 years Okay And I didn't uh, take a break I was deploying I was con- constantly on What we call um, sea duty mm-hmm. So I was uh, deploying From the time I got to Seal Team 2 in 1997 Up until My last deployment Was 2011, 2012 I actually did one more Deployment to Afghanistan A combat deployment After the Bin Laden raid Okay So it wasn't that. That was not the last Gunfight I was in We did it again
0: so, do you find it? Uh, so, some people are hearing your story now, and I know that you've given a lot of interviews, but a lot of people didn't know that you were involved in Captain Phillips right. into mm-hmm. into that operation. So, tell people about yeah, that. yeah.
1: It's that was one too. It's what's unique about this book is you'll you'll find that like it's the same group of guys that were picked for these high profile missions. We happen to be you know it's a lot of it. A lot of it is being lucky better than good. We're in the right place, um, but the first. A lot of us, our first deployment with with this tier one unit was to go after the lone survivor, Marcus Luttrell. So we were part of the team that rescued him, which Mm -hmm. obviously made a movie out of. Uh, I was in my daughter's classroom on my birthday, uh, April 10th, 2009, and then 16 hours later, we're in the Indian Ocean to rescue Richard Phillips. So we were on that, and that you know they made a movie out of that. A lot of different things happened. It's 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 actually a lot cooler what really happened. Okay, because it's the reality. These are normal guys that do exceptional things, and that, wow, they just did something amazing. And even talking to the sniper afterwards and saying, "You just did the most amazing thing in the history of Navy SEALs," and he's like, "Yeah, cool. Can we go home?"
0: Yeah, that's it. And then <laughs> trying to job. get back,
1: we 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 didn't know how to get back, you know. And then and then um,
0: they don't book you a return ticket. Well, no one
1: thought of it because <laughs> we thought of every possible way to rescue someone at sea for this is this command had been around for 25 years that's its job we thought of everything mm-hmm. we never thought of a lifeboat being towed by a cruiser which was what's going on and no one ever thought all right how are we getting all these guys home right. so it's 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 a, how did you
0: get everybody home? we
1: ended up going to kenya and then we went to a place in the middle east and we stopped on a base we stayed there for like two weeks and it was a funny place because we just finished this mission we don't have any clothes we have it we jumped in and it's an r&r spot for army people army soldiers excuse me uh, fighting in Iraq and so they were allowed to have three beers a night and so we spent all of our time trying to figure out how to talk guys out of their beer so we could have their beer. <laughs> so send them up there too you do yeah we did all right we seemed, <laughs> everyone had their film we were all pretty much well behaved um so that was just that was one of the other ones we were same guys we were on the, the base when Bo Bergdahl walked off uh, we intercepted phone calls we went after him 19 times trying to rescue him. like I had the um the ransom money the Taliban paid in my hands we were that close to him, and we, we didn't wow. get him. And then the Bin Laden, it's a, it's just one of those things. We we just seemed to be where we needed to be. We were part of the, um, the awakening in Iraq in 2007 um, where they were essentially sending us out to kill Al-Qaeda. So we're fighting Al-Qaeda in Iraq, which is now ISIS. And we're fighting them every night. And it was just so unique. One of the things that I say in the book is that war is great training mm-hmm. because we'd see the enemy, how they respond to us, and then we would adapt our tactics because we got to a level where we can't be taught tactics. You need to invent stuff. Right. Think outside the box. Don't rest on your laurels. Maybe there's a better way to do things, and and we watch guys do it. I watch guys um, invent tactics to enter a room based on how we would jump out of airplanes. It made sense because we can get this many guys out this way. Why can't we get in the room safe? Mm -hmm. It's an incredible incredible experience.
0: And how many members are on your Team,
1: uh, for the Bin Laden raid, we took twenty-three. Okay, um, and I've done missions that I talk about there where there's three of us taking down multiple houses in Afghanistan. We've done it with uh, fifty guys. Uh, it all depends. We're very versatile. Mm-hmm. And then you know that that's just the SEALs. We would also we did a lot of work with Army Rangers uh great great operators there um some work with marines not as much as I would have liked because I'm a big believer that marines are problem solvers yeah. and if something if you need something broken call a marine he will break it right yeah so <laughs> good or bad
0: well let's let's get into the bin laden raid and uh, you know one of the we have seen the interviews we have heard about it but when you get it down in print where somebody can really sit down and spend that moment with you through a book right
1: and that was my idea telling that mission because it's been talked about. There's been movies about it, but people want to know what it smelled like, what it felt like. Yeah. What what's the look in your friend's eyes when we're doing this? We know we're going after this guy. And I, I get into some details. Again, you know, the, the movies were there, but it's not what happened. Um it's it's usually simpler. Mm-hmm. And we um just describing cause I was fortunate enough to be able to watch guys do stuff. I was sort of back the the way we entered is all is um part of the tactics. And I was able to see really cool guys do really cool things. That's that's what I watch. And just, I remember being proud. I remember watching them do stuff that that made me realize these are the good guys. We're doing good stuff for the people that are here that have nothing to do with this fight. I remember we were told about uh, bin Laden's son, Khalid, who would be in there and where by, by the other government agencies. And he was. And I watched one of my friends deal with him. And it was an incredible story. And that's in there. And to the point where it's like, I really hope we live through this one-way mission now, because people need to know what happened in this house. These these brave soldiers, these brave operators, what they're doing, and then to the point where I happen to be one guy back to go into where we know Bin Laden's going to be. Followed a really brave guy, watched him do a really brave thing, turned a corner based on my tactics, and there's Osama Bin Laden. And that, I mean that's then, but the story in there, we just get into a little bit of detail in that and. Just the humanity of, of, not bravery, but it's like, it's okay to be afraid, but what do you do about it? I'm tired of thinking about the threat of a bomb. I'm, I'm going to go in there and get this over with, and then you live.
0: Did you say anything to him? No. There's no time. Nothing.
1: We had less than a second.
0: If you could have said something to him.
1: <laughs> um, I would, if I could have... <laughs> And there's, it's the, the myriad of things you think about with something like that. Like the joking side of me says, I kind of wanted to say Yahtzee, um, <laughs> but the the funny thing, not the funny thing, the serious thing would have been something. Fr- this is from the NYPD, right? You know, something about the tower, something about you did this to yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, it was a brief second. We uh, w- went in, saw him. He's a threat. He he's exactly. He looks different, but that's him. That's his nose. He's a threat. He needs to be taken down, and I did.
0: And it was at one. It was three shots. Three shots. Mm-hmm. And you, you remember it still. I can this. close my
1: eyes and see it. And it's almost like I'll hear stuff like, Well, the man who claims to have killed bin Laden I laugh it off. I'm like, Well, I saw it, but I mean, you didn't, so whatever.
0: Right. But I saw
1: it, and it's one of those things that I know this is what happened. This is what right. happened, and I'm um, this is the story. And uh and again too, that's like that's the twenty-third chapter. There's art, there's stuff in there that we did as a group, as a team. Right. It's just uh I'm just it's it's almost surreal.
0: The book is called The Operator. And when you talk about what, you know, when it did happen, so the, the shots are fired, he's gone. I mean, he dies immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens next?
1: Then you need to deal with the other people. Every, every target we'd been on, which were hundreds, there's always other people and they're always wives, always kids. So I needed to deal with the wife that was in there, put her on the bed and, you know, a brief search. She's okay. And I remember that his two-year-old son was in there and thinking how bad I felt for the two-year-old because he has nothing to do with sure. the fight. And, and then the other operators started coming in the room, and that's when it sort of hit me. And one of the guys came over and he said, hey, are you all right? And I, I said, yeah, what do we do now? And he said, well, then we go find the computers. We've done this hundreds of times. And I'm like, right. yeah, I'm back. You're right. And he said, yeah, man, you just killed Bin Laden. Your life just changed. Yeah. And that, I mean, that was... That kind of sunk in, but does it? It doesn't really ever sink in, but right, you know, right. I just. But I mean, the honor of being asked to do that for this country, and it's, a, it's just a, it's a great story, great Americans. It's patriotic, and 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 there's nothing wrong with being proud of your country.
0: Are you worried? I mean, I know that you've had this question before, but now years later, as we sit here today in April of 2017, are you worried for your safety, for um, family safety? Not
1: worried, but aware. And that's, you know, that I, I know how to defend myself. I've dealt with these people before and I've got, you know, I've got stuff in place for security and it's, it's something I, I need to live with, but it's, right. it's better to be aware of it than to pretend it's not real. Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: And in terms of your future moving forward, uh, what are you doing now? You said you were on a talk circuit.
1: I'm on a speaking circuit, speaking circuit. and I've, um, I've, uh, started a foundation for veterans who transition from the military to the private sector, mm-hmm. because like I said, I did 17 years That doesn't get a pension. So it's like, welcome to the real world without a college degree. What are you going to do? Right. And I know guys now that are getting out that would rather go back to combat than to try to apply for a job because it makes more sense to them. Right. But once they um, realize that their skills employers really want, they Mm -hmm. want stress management, they want team building, they want loyalty – and people will hire them. So I started a foundation called Your Grateful Nation, mm-hmm. and I helped them transition. And uh, we're just going to continue to build it. And, and no, no, nothing is better than getting the email from some of the people that work with me that we just transitioned so and so to this job with this hedge funder, with you know, with uh, the Fox Sports or what, which we've done. And right. it's just it's so fulfilling because, and it's, it's nice to hear the veterans say not just for me but for my family. You've, your foundation is really. Made it happen. for it's, it's awesome.
0: You did this incredible thing with this incredible group of fellow operators um, for the military, for America. When you look back on it and and you think about what is next and and what, you know, we, we think about the victims, uh, the victims' families of 9-11. Oh, yeah. And I understand that you spent some time talking with members of 9-11 families after yes. the raid.
1: Yes. They were good enough to give me a private tour of the memorial, which mm-hmm. everybody in the world should see. That is a bucket list item because it's. It, I've never had the same experience. I go back a lot, but I donated a, an item that was in Bin Laden's house, my shirt. And uh-huh. once I was there, though, I, I walked into an auditorium and there were 9-11 families. And I didn't expect it, but that's the first time I ever told the story out loud. And just to have someone that the worst imaginable thing happened to them right. tell me that there's not closure but this helps with the healing mm-hmm. to put a face and a name with you got this guy just to hear their stories and tell them it helps I that's when I kind of realized you know this if I can help them I can help a lot of people because a lot of people were affected by 9-11
0: but the and I, ha, I know I have to I mean well, I could talk to you for an hour um, but I, I know that I, I want to end with this but you know People always hear about Navy SEAL code and about the secrecy of the missions, and you don't talk about it, but here you are talking about it. And as you mentioned, a very important story to tell, but backlash, is it still happening? You know,
1: whatever you do in any environment, um, some people will not be happy with you no matter what you do. And this is an elite group of alpha males, Yeah. and I've seen it personally with other SEAL books and other missions where I was very close to it but didn't get to do it, and I kind of got jealous um, and I understand – like uh, Chris Kyle wrote a book, American Sniper, and he sent me a copy. And my initial reaction was, why would I want a signed copy from a SEAL? And I opened it and said, great shot, Chris Kyle. I'm like, uh, uh. this is awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, they, wow. they'll be out there. I hope, they, I hope yeah. the ones that aren't happy come around. But there are more stories out there that I wish – they would tell the american public because i think it's important for people to know what these men men and women are there's women out there doing stuff that people don't even realize yeah i almost when they say well what do you think of women on the front lines i'm like well, it's kind of been like that just no one really knows right so there's i hope the people that
0: do stuff tell their story and you've watched all the movies
1: i've i've seen the movies and hopefully like when i just decided to be a seal i read the books that were written then and that really helped me. So I, hopefully this does the same thing. I right. hope, hope someone reads it like, I can do this. Did you and,
0: like the movies? Did you feel that they I, uh, Captain Phillips maybe had yeah. took some liberties, it sounds like. But. I liked
1: it. I liked Lone Survivor. I liked Zero Dark Thirty. They're they they're good movies. They're fun to watch. Uh, the SEAL movies, like well, you know, they talk about the SEAL cult, but the Navy did make a movie about SEALs. Yeah. I liked right. it. Yeah. So
0: Well, I can't wait to dig into the book, and I know that our listeners are going to go out and get it great. as well. Where can people find the book?
1: They can find the book at theoperatorbook.com and then uh, robertjoneal.com. Also has that they can find it on Amazon.
0: Where do I find you on social media?
1: At McHughia, which is the Irish Uya. M C H O O Y A H.
0: And I encourage people to get on our collective Instagram and Twitters because I am a Twitter feed because I am going to take some great pictures and video and I want to show people about this fabulous jacket that you're wearing <laughs> that apparently is custom that has a saying in yes, the in the back collar. Well, when
1: we were flying into uh, to kill Bin Laden. Uh, somewhere along the lines, I, I said to myself, freedom itself was attacked this morning by a faceless coward and freedom will be defended.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: President Bush talking on nine eleven, addressing the rule. So on the custom suit underneath the collar, I have it say, uh, and freedom will be defended.
0: And freedom will be defended on the back collar of these custom suits that you can— Can we buy that? Can I get this for somebody for Christmas? Yeah, you got to look
1: at Not Standard. And I'm going to call them right after this interview because I'm dropping their their plug (laughs) and they're going to give me some free stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. Well, you look great. The book is great. And your story is amazing. And might I say from all of us here at Fox News, thank you for your service. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And I'm so glad that you came to spend a few moments with us here at Fox News. You've been listening to Robert O'Neill. I'm Laura Engel, and this is Fox News Radio.
1: Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics and entertainment. Subscribe now on Foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to Fox News podcast shows ad free on Fox News podcast plus
0: on Apple podcast, Amazon Music with your prime membership or follow wherever you get your podcasts.